I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by the Astro Poets Podcast. It's a new show about astrology, poetry, and culture. Hosts Alex Dimitrov and Dorothea Lasky are the duo behind the viral Astro Poets Twitter account. And now they're combining their love of poetry and passion for the cosmos with a healthy dose of internet culture. It's a show that looks at love, compatibility, and the world through the lens of the cosmos. Search for the Astro Poets podcast on your favorite podcast app and start listening today. Today's episode is brought to you by Shame on You. Imagine interviewing your exes for the world to hear. That's the sort of thing that happens on the Shame on You podcast. Hosts Jordan and Brad are best friends from Toronto, working to eradicate gay shame by interviewing gay men from all walks of life. If you like hearing me talk about my dating life, then you'll love their episode about Adrian the Stripper, with whom one of the hosts went on a date. Join Jordan and Brad as they spark a revolt against society's norms and welcome you to their unapologetic journey to zero bucks. Shame on You is the fastest growing gay podcast in the world. So check it out now. Now on with the show. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Mary. Hey, Matt. You look so well-rested. Why don't you go fuck yourself, okay? You know exactly why I don't look well-rested. So I took a goddamn red-eye this morning after staying in a shit Airbnb all week. Whose fault is that? Shut off the water on the last day. (laughs) So I had to go to a gas station and buy a gallon of ice-cold water and then bathe with a water bottle, basically. Oh, whoever booked that is an idiot. I left a hot shit in the toilet. Oh, that's a hot shit in an ice cold jug of water. What a way to start the day. No, I'm just saying that's a, okay, all right. They're like a cocoa puff with no milk. Let's just, (laughs) let's just move on. (laughs) Anyway, also I am, I'm forced to issue a correction, even though famously nothing I say on here is wrong ever. Ever. But a number of Starbucks baristas messaged me on various platforms to say that you cannot, in fact, get a pumpkin spice latte all year round. It is truly only seasonal. Wow. But it sounds like a fucking ploy, okay? It sounds like all of you have just been inducted into the cult of Starbucks, and you're just doing whatever your fucking lord and savior tells you to do, which is to write me so that I I, I'm get on the microphone and say, oh, fucking pumpkin spice lattes are rare, and now you have to go out you have to rush out and get them so you all you want me to do is support a run on starbucks for their pumpkin spice lattes so whether it's true or not no one there's no way of truly knowing um but plan accordingly 
All right, anyway, we're gonna kick things off as always with Worst Things First, where I vent about the worst news of the week. After that, we are diving deep into tall girl problems because the Netflix film Tall Girl was inspiring. This is not sponsored by Tall Girl. <laughs> it's truly not, and I hope it never will be. <laughs> but the plight of the tall girl, it's historic, it is overlooked, and it is not exaggerated at all. And therefore, we are adding our voices to the campaign as two tall girls, okay? And finally, we finally have Liza Koshy in the studio. Liza is an actress, comedian, internet sensation. The second season of her YouTube original series, Liza On Demand, comes out Wednesday, September 25th. That's tomorrow. We talk about all of that and so much more. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's reach the highest shelf and start the show. All right, worst things first, the worst news of the week. First, authorities in Tennessee say a woman who stopped for gas while driving through the state noticed that her trunk wasn't all the way closed, and when she opened it, there was a complete stranger in there. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) I just, how do you... Uh... She was harboring someone and she had no idea. And then the person leapt out and ran away after the woman was like, I'm calling the police. Wait, was it an, the kind of trunk that's like a fully closed trunk? I think. It's not like a Prius trunk. Either way, that's terrifying. One I've had actual nightmares about. The other is just also bad. Pri- about a Prius? Yeah. a Prius? Yeah. yeah. Absolute nightmare. I could never. No, someone just like coming up behind you and suddenly there's someone in your back seat. Oh, well, that, yeah. That I've truly had nightmares about. But I think this is more like, oh, you go to put away, like, the groceries, and then right next to all the, like, Cliff Bar wrappers in your trunk and empty empty bottles of water, there's a person. Fully dead. What? <laughs> no. No. I, I guess, so at first, they the woman was like, oh, she kind of looked like she was injured, so maybe, it, like, they thought she was, like, running away from somewhere, or she had gotten, like, attacked. Oh. But I guess security, like, surveillance footage confirmed that she just got harmed while she was running through some woods. That was the term used in the article. <laughs> some woods and that she willingly climbed into the unsuspecting driver's trunk it just seems like you go to old tennessee you know you're gonna hitch a ride somewhere hop in the trunk I mean, hop in this it, trunk am i right oh no. i one day i'm gonna find an unsuspecting person in my trunk and that day is right now <laughs> no! Police in Nebraska say a woman sparked an apartment fire last week by using a butane torch to burn a bunch of letters from her ex-boyfriend in her bedroom. (laughs) Good, Shiro. To be fair, it just says ex. So I'm sorry for being heteronormative. It could have been anything. She could have been dating a couch. If it wronged her, it deserved to burn. Yeah, well, first of all, this is literally a scene from Friends, even though the woman in the story is 19 years old and probably doesn't even own a television, okay? (laughs) Fucking, fucking Gen Z, bitch. But also, I mean, I get it. On the one hand, I would willingly burn down. If someone wrongs me, I'm not fucking around with gas, okay? I'm, well, yeah, I'm turning up my oven. Yeah, that's gas. And then I'm lighting a match and everyone's going out with me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Except I'm not blowing up my own apartment. No. I'll go to the person who bronked me and blow up their apartment. There we but go. But make it look like an accident. Boom. Literally. Okay, yeah. What happened was the woman used a butane torch to burn the letters, left some of them on the floor before going into another room to take a nap, <laughs> and then woke a short time later to find the carpet on fire. <laughs> Her priorities, I would love to see the to-do list for that day. Yeah. Wake up. Buy butane torch. <laughs> burn all of my ex's letters. Nap. Take a nap. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's a perfect day. And then put out the And then put out the fire. fire. I hope that she bought a fire extinguisher along with the butane torch. Um, they should really do a two-for-one deal. I mean, firefighters were able, they had to put it out. It wasn't her. Uh, and officials say the fire caused an estimated $4,000 in damage Damn, to the building. Damn, that's a nice-ass car. Oh. I was going to say a nice-ass carpet, but... No, I mean, I don't think it... Like, it took them a while to... I feel like smoke does more damage than the fire. Um, Because of what I've seen on This Is Us. The hit NBC classic starring Mandy Moore. Uh, Anyway, next! Authorities in South Carolina say that for the fourth time, a Vietnamese pot-bellied pig named Leroy, Leroy wandered over to an elementary school in Columbia, South Carolina, leading officials to slap his owner, McGregor, that's his first name, <laughs> with citations for owning a pig within city limits and having a fugitive pet. <laughs> fugitive pet. <laughs> Leroy is a fugitive. Wallace uh, is the man is scheduled for a court appearance in October. Um, what are you going to do? Arrest the pig? Yeah. Oh, a pig arresting the pig. Oh. Uh, they say that Leroy the pig is his emotional support animal meant to help him deal with PTSD from domestic trauma. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but yeah, he said that he got Leroy several months ago to replace a standard pig that grew too big. That's classic mistake. In college, I knew a girl who was like, I got a teacup pig. And then a couple months later, she was like, um, turns out I have a potbellied pig. And it was fucking huge. Yeah, and she now, like you know where she lives pounds. now? In a tiny home. Oh, no. I hate her. <laughs> just, she's just living the carved out carcass of the, of the pig. <laughs> that pig is probably bigger than her home. It lives in a like sty next to her. Actual pigs are huge. It's a fucking huge ass pig. I've met him. His name They're is They're like Goomba. seven, eight, five, seven hundred pounds. Sure. Yeah. yeah. My favorite part is that he says Leroy is clever and knows how to open the home's gate when Wallace isn't home. The pig also can open the refrigerator. The, <laughs> I think my favorite part of the story, I think, is is apparently the guy is being cited because the pig w- had been repeatedly escaping and going to the elementary school nearby. And I just love the idea that this man has been consistently outsmarted by a pig. <laughs> you know why? Because that pig has been going to school. Yeah. He's been getting an education. Yeah. You know who's teaching him? That, that fucking goat. lizard. Oh, the goat. Okay. <laughs> last week, a lizard was in the elementary school. Well, there was that goat last yeah. year who like- Fred the goat. Fred the goat, who was springing all of these animals yeah. free. He, and, you know what? Leroy probably listens to this podcast. Maybe Fred the goat taught some type of online course. Yeah, potentially Skillshare. Yeah, Skillshare Masterclass, one mm-hmm. of those. And Leroy took that class, figured that shit out. And McGregor, the human, <laughs> doesn't know that- Maybe you should change the fucking locks <laughs> after the first time your pig escapes. <laughs> we had a dog that used to climb like multiple gates. What? Like we had it. We had those like baby gates that you put oh, okay. to like lock. You know, 
keep the dog in one keep room. Keep the babies away. Right. Well, yeah, initially it was used to cage my brother and I, but <laughs> as we grew older, my mom used it on the dogs. And uh, the one dog would, like, scale the gate. Amazing. And then we'd put two gates on top of one another, <laughs> be, like, seven feet tall, and he would scale that. <sighs> and then we had to shoot him. No! <laughs> no, we didn't. And finally... Authorities in Florida, (laughs) only in Florida, (laughs) say a man and a woman who were stopped for drunken bicycling in a beach town had sex in the deputy's patrol car before one of them fled naked. All right. There's a lot happening here. Let's break it down. Break it down. Question number one. How did this happen? (laughs) I know. How? What was this deputy doing that they were able to then fully fuck and then one of them was able to run away? I don't... Also, are they wearing handcuffs? Were they already arrested? That that hasn't stopped anybody before, (laughs) has it? Um, Yeah. Nassau County Sheriff's Office deputies arrested a man and a woman, both face charges of resisting arrest with violence, committing a, a lascivious act. Lascivious? Lasheva. Lativia from Destiny's Child. (laughs) And exposing sexual organs. (laughs) All right. Well, good for them. A local news outlet says that a deputy was patrolling the beach when he spotted the bicyclists. Initially, they're on a bike. They're drunk. Got it. They almost get hit by a car. And so the deputy stops them, arrests them, put them in the back of the car where they then take off their clothes and start to fuck. I mean, it's a hot moment, you know? I do. Yeah. It does not danger. Right. Also, like, what if it's a super hot cop? Like, are you just not supposed to fuck? Right. Uh, oh, now I have a boner, and I'm just not going to use it? <laughs> what do you think this is? So a civil society? No, this is Florida, <laughs> where anything goes. <laughs> you take the fucking alligator out of your vagina. <laughs> Remember the woman who did that? I do. Yeah. Oh, so many callbacks. Could be the same. Anyway. Um, uh, Wait, one of them escaped, and then what happened? They just... Oh, he was later captured. (laughs) Yeah, good for him. He tried to get away. I always say, I mean... just abandoning your partner like that. Very rude. Well... I guess one of them has to live, you know? Right. Yeah. Pass on the family name. Right. I say if you have the chance to run, you take that chance, all right? That's what all every self-help book you you read, it's about taking chances. (laughs) It's about seizing the moment. And this is when the moment presented itself. You think, A, you're going to fuck in a cop car. B, you're going to run. And you probably will get caught. And you will go to a jail in Florida. And they'll serve you squirrel meat. And that's how you'll survive for the rest of your life. So I hope it's worth it. And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we are diving deep into the trials and tribulations of being a tall girl. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. dive. So while recently getting stoned in the city of Los Angeles, Barry and I started and quickly stopped watching (laughs) the Netflix original masterpiece, Tall Girl. Uh, a film, if you're unfamiliar, about a high school girl who is so monstrously tall, you won't even fucking believe it when I tell you how tall she is. Are you ready for this? Six feet, one inches tall. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what? That is shorter than I am. 
I mean, to be fair, I am not a 12-year-old girl or whoever. She's, what, 15 in that movie? Yeah, she's a junior in high school. <laughs> so 16. Yes. Uh, I was probably six. I don't know how tall I was. I was definitely 5'9", which is how tall I am now. And yeah. how tall I hopefully will be for a long time. But uh, it's just not that tall. Yeah, it's just like... Very ridiculous that they put this much weight on this girl suffering this much. You know, everybody has their own stories and struggles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But also, 6'1 is not that tall. Mm -hmm. All right. Her parents in the movie put her on growth suppressants. <laughs> they were like, you are a freak. Yeah. The dad in the movie is like, I just want to I just want to be aware that like you might die. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, okay, again, to be fair, people have issues, but... But you know what? We're going to talk about all those issues. But yeah, I mean, truly, finally, I feel like there's a blockbuster vehicle supporting the struggles of tall people, a historically persecuted group that I have belonged to since childhood. So, and yeah, I think, I mean, I, I've said this on the pod before, but uh, my, many people don't know this about me, but I also am monstrously tall. Mm -hmm. It is often what people notice about me first, right after my, like, dashing good looks, mm -hmm. uh, that I am six foot three. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't even think we can be friends anymore. That's disgusting. I mean, it's basically, uh, it's basically a burden. Every day I live with a burden handed to me by Jesus himself, famously short. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I do want to get into the struggle of being tall. First, everyone assumes that you just know how to play sports, and I'm sick of it. Oh, I guess I can't be a jockey and ride Seabiscuit because I'm too tall. That's a different point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one sport that it's better to be short. Right. But no. But now I guess I'll never be able to. Not once. Yeah. Racist. I, I, all the time when I was growing up, people were like, oh, you must be so good at basketball. Like, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'll never be. And you're making me feel bad. Also, they just assume that you have big hands and big feet. What if you're tall and you have small hands and small feet? Wow. And then you just, every day you fall over. <laughs> <laughs> I went to basketball camp when I was a kid. What? Yeah, which is why I'm tall, actually. Ah, they stretched you. Yeah, they put you in that thing, the stretcher mm -hmm. that they put Gollum in yep. at the beginning of Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went to basketball camp, and uh, by that I mean it was like a once a week after school thing. Oh, Where okay. they taught you how to like free throw. Uh, anyway, next! I don't like when tall clothes are too short. <laughs> <laughs> Clothes for tall people. Because I feel like when you get clothes that are specifically tall versions. Uh -huh, a long leg. <laughs> for the short people who are listening, they do make shirts in tall. Okay? Tall sizes. So they have normal sizes and then they have tall sizes. And tall sizes are too long. But short sizes are too short. I think a tall size looks weird. It's yeah, too long. Because they're, they're like, oh, you're tall, so you must have both long legs and long torso. Well, guess what, bitch? I have a very short torso. <laughs> it's absurd how long my legs are. Then you shouldn't need a tall shirt. I know. So then you can't relate. <laughs> but then the regular ones are weird fitting, too. But that's just your fucked up body. <laughs> this has nothing to do with being tall. <laughs> for me i have a perfectly proportioned body it's just too long and yeah sometimes when i buy shirts they're like too short 
But then the tall versions, they like look weird because they're too long. Mm-hmm. You look at them and you're like, this person is wearing like a full blown mini dress. Yeah. But only on the top. That's what have I said? I feel like I've said this on the podcast before how I used to, when I was a kid, wear only a large shirt to bed. <laughs> yeah. And they did somersaults <laughs> when guests were over. Yeah. We'd have people over <laughs> and I would just do somersaults. I would have like Spider Man underwear on. Sure. I wouldn't, didn't, didn't just have like, like my tiny kid penis out <laughs> flopping in the wind as I did somersaults around the family room. Next. More tall people problems. Just feeling guilty for existing at all in a concert setting, a theater setting, any real group setting where people are trying to see the same thing. I'm also a Midwesterner, which means I feel guilty about everything. And I, uh, yeah, every time I go to a concert, everyone's like, oh, tall people get to see everything. No, I have to live with the guilt of knowing that you will never see what I get to see. You'll never experience the joy that I have in that moment. I feel bad for you. And then I have to I have to carry that burden with me. I do feel bad, especially when I go to like a One Direction concert. Like I used to feel really bad because I was like, obviously, A, I'm the only person above the age of like 15 who's here. Right. And B, I'm seven feet tall and everybody <laughs> else is all. Yeah. I stuck. Girls, out like they'd a, have to like stack on top of each other to see. Yeah. The very first One Direction show I went to, I thankfully it was like up against a concrete wall. Mm. Right. Because Harry had thrust me against it. No. <laughs> <gasps> Next! Tall people are constantly asked to reach stuff that all of the other shorts can't reach. Why don't you get your own goddamn stuff, old lady, at, at fucking Whole Foods? Get one of those little uh, clappers. That's not what they're called. Reacher, a, re- a, re- a grabber. Yeah, a grabber, a grabber. Get why one of those. You, why Leave don't you me use alone. your fucking cane to knock it off? Yeah. You old bitch. You, why, you just knock them all off and then pick them off, off the ground. Knock them off or I'll knock you out, grandma. Oh, like you're assuming that I have the upper body strength to lift my arms that high. Just because my arms are long doesn't mean I'm able to lift them. Mm-mm. My bones are bigger and they're heavier, and that requires more muscle and more mind control. I need the I need to be able to focus my brain cells on lifting shit. My hands are so far away from my body. You think I can just control them? My my limbs flail uncontrollably all the time. And you, now you want me to get a fucking rice from the top shelf? No. Everybody knows that the worst items are at the top. They put the best items in the middle. Or that someone pays for them to be there. A fun fact. What? <laughs> oh, 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 at grocery stores. Yeah, what the fuck do you think we've been talking about? <laughs> I thought you just meant like at home. <laughs> Why do you think I said I was beating up an old lady in my house? <laughs> I don't know if your grandma was there. <laughs> no, I'm talking about, yeah, when you're at the grocery store, I, every time I'm shopping, someone is like, can you help me, sir? And I'm like, no, lady, get it yourself. Mm-hmm. Next! Also, my neck constantly hurts because I always have to look down at everybody. And it's not cute. Then you have to pay for massages and acupuncture. It's very expensive being this tall and lanky. Yeah. And what is the angle that I'm looking at? I'm looking at everybody. All I see is the top of everyone's scalp. And some of you have gross scalps. But then everyone else gets to see me from the chin up, which is famously the worst angle that you can see me at. (laughs) 
yeah. You ever thought about just chopping off a couple inches of your legs? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do probably have a couple inches of like callus on the bottom of my foot that yeah. adds some height. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think if, if through willpower, I could probably like shave off a couple of inches. But also, I mean, there is a sense of superiority I have over people that I will never give up. It's worth every neck cramp. True. Next! Tall people have so much anxiety because we, uh, whenever you take a group photo, you have no idea where you're supposed to stand. You throw off the entire balance of the photo if you're not completely in the center. You have to anchor the photograph. God forbid you're friends with, like, all short people. Where are you supposed to go? Yeah, or they Are you make supposed you, to kneel in the front? That's yeah. the worst. Or spread your legs and like do a crouch. Yeah. You think I could hold a sorority squat? <laughs> no, my quads shake. They can barely hold me when I'm standing up straight, let alone bending down. Absolutely not. Um, also, if I drop my phone, it has way more of a chance of breaking. Absolutely. It's from such a higher spot. Yeah. this uh, The altitude it's falling from is uh, astronomically higher. <laughs> I remember once I broke my phone and the, that fucker at the Apple store made me show him how far off the ground I actually dropped <laughs> it from. It's like, bitch, it fucking fell. Okay. And finally... My The floors in my apartment are always dirty. You know why? Because the amount of energy it takes me to bend over and clean is way, far too much. The drain in my shower is always clogged. Every every shower I take is like a foot bath. Because oh. you think I, I can expend the energy to bend over and unclog the drain? No, I have to pay someone for that. And that's why being tall sucks! Because I had to take money out of my bank account where I worked so hard. You know how much thought and energy I put into writing this podcast today? Like 20 minutes worth, okay? And all of that money that I earn, all tens of dollars that I get from the ad revenue of this show, goes to paying someone to unclog my shower drain. Also, sometimes door doors are too small. <laughs> 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 the number of times I've hit my head on shit, far too much. I feel like Gandalf in the fucking fucking Hobbiton hole. Just walking around, bopping my head on everything. So anyway, shout out to all of us tallies. We're really out here doing it. Wouldn't change it for the world, though. Love it up here. Yeah, also, I we shut off Tall Girl after like 20 minutes, but I <laughs> guarantee you that's the end of the movie is where she's like, I wouldn't change it for anything. And that's it for this week's Deep Dive. Next, we have famously small girl Liza Koshi in the studio after this commercial break. Today's episode is brought to you by Smile Direct Club. Do you love comedy but stifle your laughter because you don't like how all your teeth look? Well, with Smile Direct Club, you can get a smile you'll love in as little as six months. No joke. You just visit SmileDirectClub.com to book a free visit and 3D image at one of their smile shops. Or you can have an impression kit mailed right to you. Then you'll receive an email with a preview of your new smile. Once you get your aligners, one of Smile Direct Club's duly licensed dentists or orthodontists will check in on your progress every 90 days. That's it. And you can get started without leaving the comfort of your home. 
find out if you're a candidate by taking the free 30-second smile assessment on their website. Unhappy Hour listeners will get a free at-home impression kit with rebate and $100 off your aligners. Just go to smiledirectclub.com slash podcast and use offer code unhappy. Don't wait any longer to get the smile you deserve. Get $100 off at smiledirectclub.com slash podcast with code unhappy. smiledirectclub.com slash podcast code unhappy. Today's episode is also brought to you by First Leaf. Unlike other wine clubs, First Leaf uses your feedback and ratings to curate wine selections personalized to your unique tastes. First Leaf is so confident in the quality of their wine, they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're not feeling a particular bottle of wine, First Leaf will cover it completely. I mean, I pretty much drink wine for a living, but I'm no sommelier. Besides the rate at which I can chug an entire bottle, I barely know anything about wine. But that's why I love First Leaf's wine quiz. They ask questions about my food tastes, like if I put butter on everything, and obviously I do. And then their algorithm matches the perfect wines for me. You can start by taking the First Leaf wine quiz to assess your exact wine drinking preferences. First Leaf will then create an introductory six pack of wine for just $29.95. These wines normally go for at least like $20 a piece. Once you get your pack of wine, you can taste them and rate them online. Then First Leaf takes your ratings and selects unique wines based on your taste for your next shipment. In fact, First Leaf sends out more than 17,000 unique shipments of wine every month because everyone's tastes are different. Try First Leaf Wine Club today, where buying great wine is simple. Sign up with my link and you'll get an exclusive intro offer. Six bottles of wine for only $29.95 plus free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash unhappy. That's six bottles of wine for only $29.95 plus free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash unhappy. My guest complainer today is actor, comedian, sensation, Liza Koshy. You You know her. (laughs) (laughs) You know her from YouTube and Nickelodeon's Double Dare, Forbes 30 Under 30. And her web series, Lies on Demand, which is about to release its second season. Yes. (laughs) Welcome, Liza. September 25th, if you're wondering. Yeah. Like literally (laughs) around the corner. Yeah, literally. If, If not out by the time people hear this oh my god i hope so go watch it right now it's free the whole season is free on youtube Premium. and they can watch the first season now also yeah youtube made it completely free so they can watch eight episodes of season one and then 10 episodes of season two coming out yeah the binge the full binge the full binge thank you for having me i'm so excited so we like to start by asking everybody what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves yes i got an email from my pr person telling me this question (laughs) so i'm prepped watermelon no i hate Watermelon. I love watermelon. I know most people do, and I cannot stand it. Why you ask? Yeah. Because the texture is so odd. It 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 tastes like someone took a dirty sponge, 
put it in hot water and left it out in the sun for eight weeks, took it back inside, put it in the fridge. Maybe you're just eating a horrible watermelon. It could have been. It could have been. I, no. Did you try watermelon one time? <laughs> I only did it one time. <laughs> Ever since then, I've been angry. No, I've tried it multiple times. It's just a texture thing for me. Like, it just, yeah. it, it's weird. It feels like that, that, like, magnetic sand almost like it just like dissolves in my mouth in a weird way right i i see where you're coming from i have a sensitive i disagree but i see where you're coming from (laughs) because i want to make this a safe place for people to complain about what bothers them oh yeah Um, i did see a video the other i follow this hot chef um obviously of course (laughs) even though he makes me viscerally upset and please send me a link to his instagram (laughs) he posted a story uh of him making a cake and i'm using air quotes uh, because it just uh, was a sliced watermelon in oh, the shape shit. of a cake that he iced. No. And then put shit on top. That that's that's that would piss me off. And I and get it just angry, did yeah. right now. I don't even have a visual. I, I feel like that's a very like it. Pinteresty thing uh, of that, people like making fruit look like cake. And I'm all like I love watermelon. I would I would eat it. Is it for the I vegans? <laughs> I've I've had vegan cake too, and I'm on board. <laughs> oh, vegan cake! I'm delicious. just like, don't lie, don't make a watermelon look like something that it shouldn't be. No, no, yeah. don't disguise yourself. Be be true to yourself. Speak. The your other truth, thing that I truth. have not had is when you like carve out a watermelon and put like a bottle of vodka in it. That looks like scrumptious. Yeah, I'm. I'm I want to try. Also, the giant drinks that I think you can like exclusively get in Louisiana—they're literally like <laughs> the size of like a gumbo pot, but they're glass and it's like martini, and they have like like a whole candy stores inside of it. Like yeah. peach rings and like gummy worms. And it's like a giant margarita though. And then like four bottles of beer stuck in it. Right. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I've never had like a fishbowl drink before. I love that. And I've never had, I've never drank a, a drink from, from like from the fruit. <laughs> you never had a drink from the fruit? Right. Oh, so like, like you a know, coconut. Right. Coconut, pineapple. This is this is good stuff. I feel like putting like some kind of tequila inside of a coconut would sell well. Yeah. Do you want to go in on this? 10%? <laughs> we just came up with a business right here. Legit though, speaking of drinks, uh-huh. because I'm a big fan of your work. Thanks. I brought a little something something for you because I just got back. My culture dash just got back from Italia. Yeah. And you've been jet setting all over the place. <laughs> jet setting. I'm checking my privilege. It was amazing. And it was absolutely <laughs> wonderful. I took my family and we had the utmost amazing time. Got drunk with my parents for the first time. Oh, they brought, I want to hear about that. I got to tell you. Okay. So in Sorrento in Italy, it's this marvelous place where they just adore their lemons. Like women walk around with like lemon dresses on. Yeah. Like it's like however many lemon trees you have in your backyard determines your income like as a family it's crazy (laughs) and so there's this drink called limoncello right i know it do you know it i do yeah okay because i have limoncello right now limoncello limoncello (laughs) limoncello i literally brought one here today Oh my god, that bottle is beautiful. (laughs) I wish you guys could see this. Suddenly I wish we had a visual of this podcast. Yeah, it looks like it came off of like Snape's desk. It totally came from the airport, but... (laughs) I just mean the jar, the container it's in is very Potions Master. But this is amazing. It's limoncello, so I brought this. It's beautiful. Just for you to stare at because I do have to take it back because I only bought one bottle. Um, I know, we don't have any receptacle that even put it in, but it is beautiful. But they brought it out in at the restaurant like in these tiny little shot glasses, right? Yeah. And my American self's like, yeah, let's go. And I took the whole thing down. You're supposed to sip. Yeah. Like, <laughs> real gently. And it like burned. And I was like, oh, that's good stuff. Like, Yeah. That's how it's supposed to 
I mean, I I react. didn't know this but until recently because like my family is Italian. Um, I'm technically Italian. Belisai is Did Italian. You do a 23 and me, or do you trust your parents? Um, no, I'm a pretty like I'm pretty. This nose doesn't lie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my like my chest hairline that doesn't just, doesn't stop yeah. above the like collarbone. You just sent is... a picture to 23 and me. <laughs> I feel like yeah, we like a lemon limoncello is like an aperitif. You drink it. You're supposed to sip, sip it, it after slowly. your meal, and it like helps you digest stuff. I took the whole shot down and just. <laughs> Immediately got blasted. I would absolutely drink it as a shot. Oh, yeah. it was delicious as a shot. I thought it was like a lemon drop. Like, you know, when they do like vodka right. and lemon. That's also what it makes me think of. Exactly. Yeah. So I took it down and then I look around and all my parents are like slightly, all my parents, I have many of them, <laughs> both of my parents and my siblings are just like sipping gently like everybody else. Yeah. And I didn't take note of that. And I just immediately got drunk in my seat and let down all the walls with my family. So <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah, because you have, so you have two siblings. Two siblings. And you're the youngest. Uh, yeah, very clearly so. And you're 20... 23. So, 18 if you're a casting agent. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can bleep out your age. <laughs> a casting uh, agent for voice acting. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you are... Yeah, I guess you you wouldn't have gotten like no. wasted in front of your parents no. a whole bunch. It's my first time like being an adult and going on vacation like with my parents. Yeah. And it was it was the coolest thing in the world. Uh, they got drunk. They My mom is the exact same as me when I'm drunk, <laughs> which is so exciting to discover. Like, we're yeah. Just, we're singing and waltzing down the street that's beautiful yeah that's very in really offensive italian songs and we do not speak italian which is why that was offensive <laughs> i mean that's what what is italy about if not getting drunk and yeah showing how america is awful in the middle of the street <laughs> no i mean was there a point when your parents saw what you were like videos you were making you were like who is this person yeah. <laughs> or were they always like, oh, Dramatic we knew pause. she was in there? <laughs> that that side of me does come out. So they yeah. do see like the over-exaggerated, like big versions of me because that's right. like the performer side of me that like dances in the middle of the living room and like begs everyone to turn the cameras on for the sake of attention. <laughs> like that's, that's like me being just an idiot. But um, I feel like my dad saw my videos when I was in college or when yeah. I was in high school, sorry. And like came across them and like was wondering why I had so many followers and like went through and just like made me delete all of them because he was yeah. like any protective dad would was like, what are these strangers doing watching my daughter make videos online? Just that sentence itself sounds disturbing. Right. So like my dad freaked out and was like, no, you cannot keep doing this. And then eventually like had his approval because it was just, it, it basically was at a college and the tour started following me and came up to me and like asked me if I wanted to take pictures with them. And my dad was like, whoa, what's happening? Like, what's the reason behind, what what is this? And then realized, oh, it was a great thing that I was yeah connecting and relating with like people online and, and was creating a community. And then, I don't know, it was just dope. It was cool to have my parents' approval eventually. Right, right. Do you have your parents' approval to this day? <laughs> Not at all. Um, no, they actually, we don't speak. Uh <laughs> I do want to ask the cliche question. Yeah, just I guess about your origin, so that for people who who what? have a no idea, uh, yeah, like my ethnic uh, background, birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know where you were fucking born. Why are you fucking brown? Um, no, yeah, about your. So you started making vines, right? Yes. In like high school ish. Yes. Okay. So. Here's the story. That gen story, not... (laughs) (laughs) How my parents met. So basically, I started making vines in high school. I was 17 um, and and posted my first vine when the app, like, first came out and just, like, kept creating from there. Like, my 
quote unquote sets were my car right. and where it was my bathroom, anywhere that I could just scream and be obnoxious on my own and then go back out into the real world. And I was just creating just to have fun because I just thought it was fun to share with my friends. And I had like maybe only four follow like four of my closest friends following me at the time and then it slowly just like grew like vine introduced revine and then it became this like sense of virality that vine was like going for with its content and it right. just i just kept doing it and it was just fun um and then i eventually like got into youtube because i realized i could talk a lot longer than six seconds right and couldn't really shut up and that will be the exact reason for my podcast that i'll eventually make <laughs> but, but like i i loved like creating characters and sketches and so that's when I went into the world of YouTube and just like went ham on that and then eventually moved out to LA with the blessing of my dad who made me academically focused my entire <laughs> life and like made me delete followers and then was like hey do you want to be you know the youngest daughter who's I've been the most lenient with go explore your privilege and resources in LA and um, basically like gave me the okay to go do it and yeah. I moved out here when I was 19 um, started creating my YouTube videos are continued and then eventually uh, YouTube came to me like with a show I- idea like for a show do you want to create a show and right. then that's how Lies On Demand was born I'm just like you want to do like a scripted series of sort and it's like yes please <laughs> yeah I would yeah. love to work with other people outside of my living room because <laughs> it was it was just me on my own editing filming writing posting all by myself and right. as amazing as that was it was so wonderful to like find other people and get into a writer's room and like dance around ideas and like work and be collaborative so yeah it's really fun but yeah it was like youtube is amazing and like creating on there with like friends and vlogging with friends was also right really right dope. Yeah, this is gonna sound uh, like a lot of words because my my brain is is oh. addled with limoncello. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean I feel like there's there so many people who like popped off on Vine, and that's only six seconds, obviously. But I feel like you genuinely are one of the few who is like so funny and talented oh in real God. life, <laughs> and that like actually translates. Yeah, we've known each other for years, and you haven't said any of this. Is it just because we're recording? <laughs> <laughs> I'll only you. say it for the microphones. I will never <laughs> say it anywhere else. But no, Thank I think you. like, yeah, that's why I feel like the, the YouTube series works so well. And, and and your YouTube personality, like in general, is just like, Thanks. yeah, it's, uh. you are, you can last more than six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that will be my Tinder bio the moment I sign up for Tinder. <laughs> I'm the one that can last longer than six. Listen, I'll tell you about my Tinder experiences. <laughs> I will. Not many can say the same. <laughs> well, that means... Use that tagline. I will. <laughs> if that you can. Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> um, that means the absolute most coming from someone who literally is my inspiration for my Twitter. Your tweets. Thanks. I only said those things to, to fish for compliments for myself. <laughs> now it's your turn. I'll take a sip God of water. Damn it. <laughs> damn it. I fell right for that. Well, you got to go to the Met Gala, which is uh, my like biggest dream in life. Um, <laughs> I saw Harry Styles. Yeah, I know. I I'm got a phone call that night as I was like getting into bed about your your interaction with Harry Styles. My interactions, others' interactions. <laughs> <laughs> it was a. Uh, He's a yeah, he's a magical being to witness in person and you know this. Oh, I know. Firsthand. Yeah. But uh 
It was hard. My whole demeanor, it even like my voice is cracking just speaking about him. He makes me nervous and sweaty. Um, but like my whole demeanor changed when he came in and I interviewed him. Everybody like I, there was a whole compilation of like me speaking to different people. And I was pretty much like unwavered. But then <laughs> Harry comes in and I'm like, hello, Mr. Harry Styles. <laughs> like for whatever reason, put on this like. I'm all of a sudden British yeah. and, and high pitched and have crumpets maybe in my back pocket. Like it was like weird how I like tried to go into this like, hello, sir. Right. I, it's wonderful to have you here. I think, yeah, he's, I don't know. He just does things to people. It, it's weird. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I've never felt that until I met that. But I guess for people who don't know, so you uh, hosted the Vogue red carpet, like yeah, what, the, their YouTube channel. It's like their <laughs> Vogue's, Vogue, it was me and Vogue's collab. Um, no, so like Vogue has yeah their YouTube channel, right? And then they had it was the red carpet interview. I was the red carpet interview correspondent for the Met Gala. Right. So right. like I was at the very top of the Met Gala carpet. Yeah. And so I could see everybody like walking in, go through all the paparazzi photos, climb up the stairs, climb, not step. <laughs> and then they would come up to me as the last interview before they went in for the night. Right. So like that was insane. Is there anybody who you are like genuinely starstruck by or would be starstruck by if you met? Oh man. Now? now? Oh, man. I think it all, like, disappeared the moment I met. This is me just going into something else, but Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. I, you I didn't talk about that at all. In 2016. Right. And he is just, like, such a force. <laughs> like, such a halo just surrounded him. Like, uh, like I, words can't explain. Like, I yeah. literally get speechless every time, the fact that I met him. Um, but, like, he, I can't be nervous, as nervous as I was in that moment. Right. Because that was, he was still president. He was still president. Right. And it was like a get out the vote, kind of yeah. register to vote yeah. thing that you interviewed him for. Yes. Yeah. Big fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it was just the coolest thing to like sit down and talk with our president about like telling people to go out and vote. Yeah. But I think Rihanna was the hardest after him, was like the hardest person to keep my cool around. And right. then I think Harry Styles. Rihanna, I just lost my shit. I literally just like squealed and then said like, she said like, you have a good night. And I was like, praise, praise, hallelujah. <laughs> because the theme that year was like the heavenly bodies. Or, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, she was the, she was one of the, what do you call it? The heavenly bodies. <laughs> yeah, she was, yeah, one she of the She was coaches. a heavenly body. She was co a heavenly body. Co-chair, co-chair, yeah. Co-chair. But it yeah. was so cool. Well, I always think, like, I mean, this is, this, I realize is going to sound weird to most people, but in my brain it made sense of being, like, Harry Styles to me is, like, yeah, he's just, like, a, a dude. A dude. Even though he has an aura and a presence. Yeah. But there are people, like, genuine, like, I don't, I wouldn't know how to talk to, like, Beyonce. Oh. I feel like I can... I can imagine myself in my brain <laughs> uh, relating to a Harry Styles, even though he is in another planet. Yes. <laughs> but like Beyonce, Beyonce is just like on another plane. Yeah. I don't I don't know if she's from here. Like every time I say I'm from Houston, I'm like, just yeah. like Beyonce. And I coin myself as off-brand Beyonce because it gives me some sort of credibility <laughs> that I was born in the same place as her. But she like she has she was supposed to come to the Met the past two years that's what everybody expects right right and i was expecting that too as the interviewer up there so i always prep 
but she she didn't come, and I'm honestly was like, thank God, because I would have been, I would have just embarrassed myself in front yeah. of her so hard. I can't imagine. Anyway, we've talked about almost nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, before sorry, we we me? head into talking about uh, other things that you hate, I do want to ask <laughs> about Lies on Demand. So it's coming yeah. back. So the first season is all about your character doing various task rabbit e type. Yeah. Yeah. Jobs. We're the biggest plug for TaskRabbit. We have no idea. I got to invoice them then. <laughs> right. What is it well. called in the show? Task it. <laughs> uh, no lawsuit. You might is what as well just, yeah, make. Uh... <laughs> we should have collaborated with them, get them to fund the show. It would have been great. Um, no, but it's, it's, yeah, Liza is basically in the gig economy, which yeah. is kind of like not like dissimilar to what I've done with my career in terms of employing myself or finding a way to employ myself by myself through my phone. So like Liza basically goes on all these gigs and she like babysits a ficus in the first uh, season and she gets hired to fill out a funeral and cry at a at a funeral that's a real actual thing like we did our research oh, people yeah. look for that on Craigslist I've heard about this and I'm gonna need a few at mine so <laughs> <laughs> it, is, I, it is sad but also yeah a necessary need right um, and then what, what are some other things she, she dressed up as a man to basically kind of like address and I speak of her in third person she's great um, but she dresses up as a man to like um, acknowledge like the gender stereotypes in the workplace mm-hmm. and like trying to crush those and show how like her being a man, she was perceived differently, and et cetera, et cetera. But it, it's cool. It, it, there's always like a, a moral message, or like, you know, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, kind of right, thing. And right. you, lo- you like take away a little piece of like social commentary or something. Hopefully, fingers crossed, you learn something. <laughs> yeah. And what is now season two? What is the what is the story? Ooh, season two, still in the gig economy, still employing herself, okay. still independent. Um, but this season, last season, she was more so like trying to like ground. Liza was like grounding herself. It's weird when the show is your name and then it's also your real name in real life. (laughs) So I have to like distinguish like which Liza I'm talking about. Sounds like you're disassociating. Yeah. But like Liza in the show is like more independent than ever now and like has kind of established herself in her career and now she has like a romantic through line. And she like, she's like going on dates and she's just trying to like dabble outside of anything she's done before. Four kind of thing, and yeah. I will say just because I want people to watch the show. The first episode, Liza in the show, not me. Liza's naked. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did naked. see a clip. Yeah, yeah, I remember. It was fun to film, right? <laughs> but it was just running down the streets of downtown LA, just completely <laughs> naked, breezy. I that sounds like my so absolute nightmare. <laughs> it was vulnerable, and I'm so impressed I didn't catch anything. Yeah. Just in the air. I don't know if anything's airborne, but my my bits and goodies were all out for anything to enter and I I was fine. I that's that's good to know, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you ever do it, don't worry. Downtown LA, prime spot. Great experiment. Yeah. Okay, now we'll move into our game, which is we call it elaborate. We found things that you said you hate on Twitter, oh and I just want you to elaborate on them. Most of them are clearly jokes, but um, oh you thought them. You thought them. It passed your brain oh, at some Lord. point. Okay, give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> um, I'm ready to address my past. I'm not ashamed of it. Here we go. Yeah, it is always weird when people read your tweets back at you. <laughs> um, 
some of them are pretty straightforward. Say it. (laughs) I hate thinking a killer is standing outside my shower. How often does that that happen? What year was that? Did I steal that from a Tumblr post? Um, That was from 2015. We really, most of these are from 2015. Because that's the last time I tweeted. (laughs) Seriously, you came up on Twitter and you raised the standard and I didn't know what to do with my hands. Sorry. (laughs) That's what most people say. Um, Let me think. But yeah, I I mean that was just like always a fear that there's gonna be a killer in, outside of my shower or just in my shower like waiting for me to step in fully yeah. naked. But I'm much more comfortable naked. Well, this would have been what? <laughs> Thanks to lots on demand. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to shower alone. You can <laughs> no, you can do it with others now. My worst fear is that I like to upgrade. <laughs> if I were to tweet something like that today, yeah, is if someone came into my home and like forgot their weapon or like their. <laughs> They're gone. <laughs> Whatever a- it is. I know it's a scary thought, which is why I didn't tweet it. But if they forgot their weapon and then they just walked upstairs to my kitchen and saw my knife set and I just made it super easy for them. Oh, like, you meant oh, like they left their weapon at home. Yeah, like they left their weapon at <laughs> I home. thought that you meant that like they came, accidentally left their oh, weapon okay. at your apartment and left. Oh no, that'd be that'd be nice. <laughs> right, like then you little, just have an extra weapon. A little gift. Yeah. But no, like if, I, if they left that at home and like came in and were like, oh, that's convenient. Like I can still go through with my plans tonight. I thought I was gonna have to go back home and go grab it. <laughs> grab the little butter knife, but she has one right here. Um, it's that's so why visible. I keep my knives... Right next to me in bed. Oh my god! I have an irrational fear. Not that someone will be in my apartment while I'm there, but it's that someone's there when I'm not there. Oh. I also have an irrational fear that like there are cameras in my apartment and they're like watching me. I have a completely rational fear that they are there and that I put them there. <laughs> <laughs> and just forgot? And or just, oh, uh, and then you made a job of it. And then I made a job of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I don't know. There's something weird about like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like a, your own Truman show? Like sometimes like if I get into like elevators or rooms where nobody else is there, I'll like do finger guns at the corner of the room just because I feel like someone's watching. Yeah. So I like, <laughs> might as well just say, like, hey, what's up? Okay, we've gone through one. This is... <laughs> Well, this is appropriate. I hate vacations. I gain at least 15 pounds in a matter of five days, I swear. Oh, my God. I'm really basic with my tweets. Thank God I stopped There was more to it, but it's irrelevant. Okay, Okay, so I love vacations. Yeah. I gained one pound in Italy. (laughs) That's pretty impressive. That's like 200% of your body weight, so that's pretty impressive. (laughs) I, I literally walked so much. I walked all everything off. Yeah. And danced everything off via lemon jello. And like, yeah, I'm, it was, I love vacations. I love watching the evolution though for my tweets to where I am. Yeah. I like, this is actually, it's constructive when I do this with people because <laughs> it's like, look how far you've come. I wish my therapist would do this with me. <laughs> That's honestly, I feel like I should just send my therapist my Twitter account. Yep. Uh, send, her, send her your draft. <laughs> That's an even more of an insight to your She brain. gets my drafts pretty much. <laughs> she gets them out loud. Oh, I will get back to tweeting. I got a lot to make up for. Those, yeah, I gotta I mean, bury those with some good with some good stuff. Starting with yeah, things that you hate. I think I stole those tweets, but I'm going to steal your tweets. Good and just copy yeah. them onto mine. Some other hate tweets. Uh, I hate when I accidentally delete a funny voice message. They'll never know how hilarious I was. Oh my god, I was so full of myself <laughs> for having such bad tweets. I still feel pretty sad about that. How often are you leaving <laughs> voicemail messages? Are you a phone caller? 
I am not a phone caller. Are you a FaceTimer? I'm definitely not a FaceTimer. No, I knew that was the next question because people FaceTime me and I'm like, this is an invasion of my privacy. (laughs) Like, I, we have to get to a level of friendship before I answered that FaceTime call. Yeah. Calls, calls I'm good with. Calls I treat, I like, I treat my phone like a pager sometimes. Like someone will call me and I'll be like, oh, I should get back to them because they beeped me. Right. Uh, so I text him back. <laughs> I am a millennial in that sense where I'm like. Even voicemails. I'm like, why are you leaving this? My voicemail box isn't set up. It just, yeah. Te- I, I don't think no mine is either. But I do send like voice messages. Right. So when I'm too lazy to type or my acrylic nails are too long, I just like press down on the voice thing and record that and send it off. Yeah. That's nice. I'm always a little, when when someone sends me one of those, I'm like, I now I have to listen to this. <laughs> when it says 45 seconds. Yeah. Anything longer than six seconds. Are you guys still tuned in? Because this has been like 45 minutes. I don't know how you guys are doing this. Just right. We only, listen, we only listen to the first 10 seconds of a podcast. Yeah. Um, so she doesn't like watermelon. Right. That's all that's anybody it. will remember Ever is not. that you hate watermelon. <laughs> All right, that's enough of a labyrinth. That's all the time we have. Do I smell a smooth transition coming <laughs> into the end? Uh, well, I'm going to have you say where can people find you and your work. Oh my gosh, not on Twitter. Not on Twitter. <laughs> not on Twitter at all. Um, you can find me on YouTube. Would love for you guys to go check out my show, Liza on Demand, or our show. Season one is free, like we said in the beginning. It still is. Um, season two will be free too on September 25th. I'm so, so freaking excited for everybody to watch. And find me on Instagram, Eliza Koshi, and on Twitter to keep up with my new, much better tweets. I right. have a lot to make up for. So. It's, a, it's, it's a work in progress. I can be a work in progress and a masterpiece at the same time. I'll, I'll officially be your Twitter mentor. <laughs> Please. <laughs> or just writer, ghostwriter. Even though I've tweeted like once in the last two weeks. We're, we're was all it about Harry Styles? It, it probably was. <laughs> everybody, go watch all of Liza's stuff. Please. And that's it. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. I hope this was a happy hour for people. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Unhappy hour. Unhappy hour. Yeah. All right. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad stuff go down easier. Starting with the TV shows we've been watching this week. Barry, what you been watching? I watched my very first episode of RuPaul's Drag Race ever That's with you right. and our, our friend, I'll say our friend, Ellen. Yeah. Um, and I was so excited and I had a great time. And now that I know it's on Amazon Prime, I'm going to keep watching. Yeah. 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 We had a bit of a cultural exchange in LA. Oh, we sure did. Is <laughs> is this what the TV you're watching this week? Yeah. Technically not a TV show. Technically. It was a, a momentous uh, occasion, occasion yeah. in my life. Mm-hmm. I finally saw the classic film, We Are Your Friends. Woo! <laughs> Been trying to get you to watch this for, I think, three years. Yeah. Starring Zac Efron, directed by Max from Catfish. It does, I, I think, historically had one of the worst opening weekends. But you know who saw it twice in theaters opening weekends? You. Me. Also had one of the worst ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, I think, uh, ever. <laughs> I feel like actually, well, if you don't know, it is the movie in which Zac Efron plays an EDM DJ. Mm-hmm. And not unlike Tall Girl, the entire intention of the movie is to basically validate the persecution experienced by these uh, unappreciated members of society, EDM DJs. Yeah. And I think, you know what? They did. Mm-hmm. I left that 
experience knowing in my heart that EDM DJs are doing for our society what like Mahatma Gandhi did for India. A hundred percent. I would highly recommend checking out We Are Your Friends. Not sober. Absolutely not even remotely sober. Maybe it was because we were stoned, but also I do think it was one of those movies that's like horrible, but still enjoyable to watch. Right. It's fun. It's not... Tall Girl was like just bad. We Are Your Friends was bad, but good. Right. Bad, good because it was so bad. Uh, I mean, I've seen it three times now, so (laughs) that's several hours of my life. Anyway, what is your non-TV chaser? Ooh, you know what it's going to be. It was my new jumpsuit. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I was, obviously, we were in L.A., and I uh, I went to a sandwich spot, and my friend Tobin was like, oh, look at this store. I think you would like it. And it was New Works, N-O-O Works, which is a, a company I follow on Instagram, but never bought online because I was like, I don't really know if that stuff's going to fit me well. You know why? Because I'm tall. <laughs> uh, but it was there, and I tried it on. Turns out it all fits super great and I got this jumpsuit for an event that night that I wore with my white boots that I was very excited that I bought they were the funky boots that I don't normally wear that kind of thing Yeah. but I wore it all and I felt fucking great and uh, really made me happy so that's why it's my chaser yeah yeah it was good Um, and what about you what's your chaser was it my jumpsuit yeah my chaser is also your jumpsuit Um, and the fact that I uh, ripped it without telling you what the fuck (laughs) My chaser was also uh, something that we did in L.A., which is eat Ample Hills ice cream. Hell yeah. <laughs> Ample Hills has ooey gooey butter cake ice cream, yeah. which is, I guess, from a, like a St. Louis, Louis yeah. dessert mm-hmm. that they put in ice cream. Um, somehow we started talking about ooey gooey butter cake with our very terrifying Uber driver. Uh, yeah. She was aggressive. <laughs> she was very aggressive. She banged on the steering wheel a number of times. She, she threatened to fight almost everybody that we talked about sure did yeah like uh, the number of times that she said she would go to jail uh, over a disagree a basic disagreement like a customer service disagreement with puma online that she uh, recounted to us in detail and said she would go to jail unprompted (laughs) Unprompted. but then we started talking about ooey gooey butter cake and we were like oh yeah ample hills has delicious ooey gooey butter cake ice cream and then we ate that and then my trainer yelled at me (laughs) (laughs) Basically, uh, it's been a roller co- coaster of emotions this week. But the highs were really Ample Hills. I should also say Ample Hills is a famously New York-based ice cream shop. Uh, but they did, in fact, open an L.A. location. And that is fantastic for me. Anyway, enough with this fucking episode. That's it for this week's Unhappy Hour. Thank you for listening. You can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. I want. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Balasai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman, Max Linsky, and Maddie Sprunkheiser, a fellow tall girl. Music by Hans Su. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Balasai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, bye-bye. True to your heart, you must be true to your heart. Because when you're true to your heart, you're true to your heart.